We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. Good morning and a happy Saturday to everyone. I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in sunny South St. Louis. Yes, Matt Hot Dog. Hot Dog Clark. <laughs> Clark. That's right. And us are Pastor Hot Dog Jolly John Lukomsky. <laughs> Don't forget the Not Hot Dog app for your cell phone, everyone. That's Take right. a picture of your radio this morning. I'll tell you whether it's a hot dog hot or dog not. Hot dog or not. <laughs> Take it to the fair with you later this summer. The county fair. Take a picture of that corn dog. It'll tell you whether it's a hot dog. Oh, that's a good. I haven't tried that. You did a chili dog. You were telling me off the air, and it did. It detected that it was a hot dog, even though it was covered with chili. But I don't know about a corn dog. That's yeah. If it's covered with with corn meal with a batter, is it still going to be? See, that might we might have to wait till version 2.0 for that. The corn dog (laughs) upgrade. Advanced technology needed. Yeah, yeah. We haven't the the artificial intelligence isn't quite that smart yet. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Oh, boy. What, one day identifying the hot dogs, the next day taking over the world, right? <laughs> That's how it starts. That's how it starts. That's how, you Watch know the out, backstory to Terminator. That's right. <laughs> it started with the started hot dog. Started trying yeah. to figure out what a hot dog was. <laughs> so I want to make a confession. Do you hear, Matt? Uh-oh, like, on the air. Do you hear my confession? Because I want to share a text with the people that I literally have never, ever taught on in my 38, 39 years in the ministry. Is that right? Uh, Whoa. Well, and you know, in 30 39 years, I think I probably, at least in the Gospels, let, let me clarify yes, that, okay. not in the whole Bible, but in the Gospels, I think I've probably taught about every single passage that was in the Gospels, except for this particular passage. Is that okay? right? Whoa. And the thing is, I yeah, could have. is that? That's well, what I, I'm wondering. I could have, because now now you you guys are in, in uh, Series A, right? The yes, Gospel of Matthew. Yes. And I believe two years from now, when you do the uh, Series C, the Gospel of Luke, uh, this text will actually be there for you to, to preach it's on. It'll come up. It'll come right before Ascension. It's the text that's right before okay, Ascension. Okay, so still the season of Easter, celebrating Easter, but right before Ascension. But, okay. but here's what's interesting. Now, now, you tell me this. On that particular Sunday, you know, you got a whole list of lessons, right? People don't sure. understand that. We, we don't make this stuff up. We're not that smart. We, we got we got people that tell us what we're supposed to preach on every Sunday. And it's kind of nice because yeah. it, it, you know, it corresponds with what's going on in the, the, the church year itself as far as Easter goes and Pentecost and Christmas and all those highlights of, of Jesus' life and ministry that we want to focus on. And, and, and this particular text, again, but for some reason, they give you an option. You don't have to preach on this text. You could preach on a text. I think it's from John ten. I don't remember the exact, but it's the, the the healing of the man at the pool of Bethesda. Oh, that's a good one too. Well, it's really a good one. And when you hear this text, you'll see why I probably always <laughs> chose it because this is a hard text. This has got some difficult yeah, passages yeah, in it. Sure. And I, that's my. I, please forgive me, <laughs> Pastor Matt, because I always take the easy way out. <laughs> it's pretty much. He's going to punt and go with the man at the pool. <laughs> the story, story of my life of 39 years of ministry. Yeah, I take the, the easier. Easy the easier. In fact, I was impressed. You've been preaching on what? What lessons have you been preaching on? 
Well, of, of the, the three. Oh, yeah. well, the epistles recently from from First Peter. And I, I never preach text. on the epistles because those are hard. <laughs> <laughs> you got to think to do those. Give me a good story where Jesus is healing a guy in a pool. You can of work with that, right? Yeah, that's that's a. So here's the text. But you can't I, go wrong though. They're all good, right? They are good. Yeah. They are good. But apparently, this the. Spirit really wanted me to preach on this text because in the one-year lectionary, there are no options. Yeah, this is This it. is the only text you get to <laughs> preach on. So if you wouldn't mind reading, starting at John chapter, what did I say, 16? John chapter 16. Uh, starting with the middle of verse 23, truly, truly, Jesus is going to tell us the truth here, the amen, amen. Verse 20. Okay. No, 23. 23. But in the middle of the verse, where it says truly, truly. Okay. All right. Very good. For the first time in 39 years. That's, that's right. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Now, that's that's right there. That's a problem. What? This is the end of Jesus' ministry, by the way. Yes. Right. Yeah. This is. And these guys Jerusalem have never here. asked him for anything up to this point. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. That's a hard passage. I'm confused. Yeah. All right, keep because it gets worse. Keep on Uh-oh. reading. Uh oh. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you'll receive that your joy may be full. Keep on reading. I said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. And that day you'll ask in my name, and I do not say that you will ask in the Father. And I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. Now, wait a second. See, again, the more I read this, let's forget this. <laughs> we need let's back go to back. the man of the pool, Ephesus. <laughs> because <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. He says, you're going to pray in my name. Yes. Well, first he says, you haven't okay. asked anything in my name. No. Now he says, well, you will pray in my name. But then he says, I'm not going to go ask the Father on your behalf. Yeah. Well, what's the deal? I thought that's what he was supposed to do. That's why I'm praying yeah, so that name. Jesus can go ask the Father. But he says, no, I'm not going to ask the Father in your behalf. I'm so confused. Go ahead. Finish that up. All right. Here we go. Uh, Start at verse 26 again. 26. Here we go. In that day you ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. Okay, Matt. Now, this is really unfair, because you haven't preached on this text either, have you, Matt? No, I keep going to the Bethesda. Okay. Seriously, have you ever preached on this text? You know, not not that I can remember. I, I think it's so interesting. Have you read there what the disciples say next? Oh, yeah. Go ahead and read so that, the too. the disciples say next. The disciples said, ah, <laughs> now you're speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Wait a second. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Are you sure about that, disciples? Yeah, yeah. Because oh, I'm thinking they still don't understand it, but they just don't want to look like yeah. dummies. Oh, yeah, James, yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. <laughs> Thank All you. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the same thing you and I do, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we understand that completely. <laughs> gotcha, Jesus. What? Uh, um, 
So, so uh, I, I no, no. So what I'm saying is, uh, it's, this is unfair to you, uh, and, and I have the advantage <laughs> that I actually did preach on this finally this last year, and I had a greater advantage that I had a really great teacher explain some things to me by the name of Martin Luther. Oh yeah, I can't go okay. wrong. Yeah, he's he's he wrote this beautiful, beautiful sermon on this particular text, and it really cleared things up for me. And and uh, but so before we go any further, any insights, any thoughts you have? What? Well, first, I mean, I, I think we last week we just talked about uh, the Trinity. So we yeah, talked about yeah. Holy Trinity, and it was Holy Trinity Sunday, and we, we recognize that here in Wrestling with the Basics. And I think uh, here, I mean, certainly see the Trinity, I think, at work, at least the Father and the Son yeah, in yeah. tandem together um, in terms of when it comes to prayer. But yeah, it is kind of a head scratcher when he talks about, I mean, we're taught to pray in Jesus' name, right? Yeah, you know, in, yeah. In praying Jesus' name. And that and, is, there's no doubt that's being and, taught here. And that's being taught here, and our great high priest, he's that mediator between God and, and men. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, but at the same thing, at the same time here, um, uh, you know, he, he he says, you won't ask in my name too, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, okay, which, which is it, Jesus? What's going on here? Uh, but I, I think it's kind of neat that he talks about how the, the Father... I've come from the Father, going back to the Father. The Father loves me. Uh, the Father loves you because you have loved me. Because yeah. you believe that I came from the Father. So that that's that's kind of neat. You know, their love for Jesus and their faith in in Jesus is a reflection of their love of the Father. Yeah, of the one yeah. who sent Jesus to to be that Savior. So I think that's kind of neat. And and that actually is the answer to that difficult passage that he says, "I will not." Oh, what did he say there? I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on on uh, your behalf. Yes. Because here, here's the point, and, and this is what I thought. Man, I never thought of this before, but it is such such a beautiful, comforting teaching. So it's not like you've got to go and say, Oh, Jesus, you know, I don't think I can talk to God because I'm a poor, miserable sinner, and you know, you know what he does to poor, miserable sinners, and so maybe you better go talk to him for me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the point is, we know what Jesus has already done and accomplished for us in his suffering, his death, and his resurrection. So actually, no, we don't need to Jesus to be our intermediary in that sense. No, we pray in the name of Jesus because obviously if it wasn't for Jesus, we would never be able to do this. We'd never have the courage or the faith to do this. But because of Jesus, we actually get to go directly to the Father. To the Father. He doesn't need to pray in our behalf. No, we go directly, and that's what he taught us, isn't he? He says, when you pray, you don't say, hey, Jesus, will you talk to God for me? No, we say our Father. Father. Because he is Jesus' Father, but he's also... Matt's father, my father, the father of everybody that's talking here. We could go back to the whole resurrection thing. Remember that cool thing when Jesus rose from the dead and he says, go tell my brothers. brothers. Yeah. My God is their God. My father is their father. And I just never thought of it that way. So so here's what I'm thinking. Back in the uh, Reformation days, you know, one of the big things that, that Luther changed was that people were praying to Mary. Yes. And people were praying to the oh, disciples. Oh, saints. Yeah. yeah, yeah, praying to the saints. Or you might go to your priest and mm -hmm. have your priest mm -hmm. pray for you. And what I realized is the error in that wasn't just that you were asking a priest or asking Mary or some of the other disciples to pray for you. The error was that you needed to have anybody do that for you. You don't even need to have Jesus do that for you because of what Christ has accomplished. 
when we pray in the name of Jesus, we go directly to the man. We go right to God the Father. And that's what he says, isn't it? Because he says, I do not say that I will ask the Father in your behalf, for the Father himself loves you. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So you don't need... No, no, you get to talk to him directly. Again, in the name of Jesus, because what if Christ has accomplished? What a comfort that is, too. Isn't that neat, I mean, though? And, and we think of, this is the same God of the Old Testament, right? You yeah. Know, this, is, yeah. this is the same God who's destroying people and armies and, you know, seems wrathful. And, oh, boy, how could we ever approach him? And yet this is the same God, the Father, who loves us and cares for us for Jesus' sake. What, what a beautiful thing. What a wonderful thing. What a difference the name of Jesus makes. Because yeah. you're right, I, you've just brought to my mind the Old Testament when God comes down in lightning and smoke and fire, and what do the children of Israel say to Moses? You talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to talk to him. We don't want to get anywhere near him. You talk to him. What a difference the name of Jesus makes. Yeah. And that's, like you pointed out, the death of Jesus, and I think of that curtain being torn in the temple even at the time there of you Jesus' go. death. And this there's no separation between us and the Father. We can talk to him directly. What a gift that is. Yeah, couldn't go into where God was at, except one guy, one time, atonement, day of atonement, and he had to come bringing all kinds of blood sacrifices. But yeah, Jesus tore that. No, no, you go right into the th throne of righteousness yeah. now because of Jesus. Um, the other thing that I think is really... Well, let's go back to that other difficult passage where it says, to, until now you've asked nothing in my name. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it occurred to me, that's probably literally true, Matt, uh, because at this point, you have Jesus physically present with you, so you really don't need to have to ask for anything because he just takes care of it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's right there. Well, okay, so you're at a wedding, Matt, and you've run out of wine. What, what's going to happen? Well, if I'm at the wedding, yeah. Well, yeah, no, no, but you're at the wedding with Jesus With Jesus. Now. I'm, okay, I'm talking about well, the that's a little yeah. different if I'm going to be at the wedding with Jesus, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're Jesus' mother, you're going to say, well, ask, ask my son. Yeah. I mean, go go yeah. talk to Jesus. And he does. The water's turned into wine, the wine whole problem. And, you know, it's interesting because actually the couple that were running out of wine, they didn't ask Jesus. The disciples didn't ask Jesus. Now, you're right. His mom did. Although, what did he say to his mother? He, he just doesn't seem too happy with her. He's like, yeah. oh, it's not my time, woman. Not, it's, yeah, 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 yeah it's not woman. Of course, Mary simply says, do whatever he tells you to do. do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, so anyway, no, we don't really need it because he's there. He's going to turn water into wine. You, you're in a wilderness. No, nothing to eat. Nothing to eat. But you got Jesus with you. So is it a problem? Nah, it's going to be okay. You might not realize it, but no. it's going to be okay. Well, in fact, you'll say to him, well, you better send these people away because what to do we buy got? buy some food. Yeah, we got a few fish and a few loaves. That'll never help. But what, what did Jesus do? He, he makes, he feeds over 5,000 people. Yeah, feeds you. Multiplies the loaves and the fish. Feeds you plus 5,000 people. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Uh, oh, here's another one. So your mother-in-law is sick. She's got a really bad fever. But again, you got Jesus right there. He's right with you. So is that a problem? No. No. Jesus is there. He can do anything, right? Heals the mother-in-law. And she actually fixes lunch for yeah, you. Yeah, and that's something. I know. What a great detail. She gets up and she starts to serve them. <laughs> and let's suppose that you lost a dear, near, uh, a near and dear friend, someone you really, really love and care for. But again, as long as Jesus is right there physically with you, that's no big deal either because he just does what? He can even raise the dead. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what it means. At this point, they didn't really need to pray to Jesus for anything because if there was a problem, Jesus stepped in and took care of it. But don't you see, Matt, he's trying to get these disciples ready to live in the world you and I live in, yeah. where Jesus is not physically immediately present. 
where we have problems and he doesn't miraculously deliver us from those problems. He doesn't immediately take the crosses away. It might be going on for weeks and months and even years. Uh, And yet the exhortation here is that we should still do what? We should do what they didn't have to do. We should pray. Right. Right. Ask his name. Um, And you know what? It strikes me, man. I'm sorry that we live in that kind of world. But I hope everybody listening to us knows that's the world we live in. Now, Jesus says he's coming back, and he's going to take you to a world where you won't need to pray anymore. Well, maybe you'll have prayers of praise and thanksgiving. That that could be. Uh, but there'll be no petitionary prayer anymore. We won't need to ask for anything in heaven. We'll have it all. But that's not where we're at now. Okay. Yep. So let's face the fact that right now we have to do what he says. We are going to have to pray. We're going to have to pray. But wasn't that a beautiful promise he made, Matt? Here are the promises. Where, where are those promises at? Go, go back and read uh, oh, yeah, verse 23 again. Verse 23. Sure. In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you'll receive that your joy may be full. So there you go. That That's, that's, why, uh, that's why Christians pray. We live in a world where there's struggles and trials, but God says, hey, talk to me about it. Come to me directly, you know. I'm your father. Tell me what's going on in your heart, what your heart's desire is, uh, and I'm going to answer your prayers. Maybe not right away. And could I further clarify, too, um, maybe not in the thing you've actually asked for. Oh, help me out here, Yeah, because I'm wondering here, uh, Pastor Lukowski. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Luther. Yeah, here's, if you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Anything. Yeah. Right? Until now, I've asked nothing in my name. Asking you to receive that your joy may be full. Whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. So what What is? What all does that include? Does that include, uh, you know, the the, uh, the the red Mustang or or not? Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, um, we have to go to the other teaching that Jesus gave us. Uh, and, and Jesus teaches us the best when he's doing doing it when we follow the example. Mm-hmm. So in the garden of Gethsemane, yep. what is he praying for? Well, he's praying that, that if it is your will, take this cup from me. Yep. That, that, my will, but your will be done. That, right? that, that's the thing. That's the thing. So, yeah, we should be praying for specific things. We should pray, uh, uh, well, give us this day our daily bread. That's really pretty specific. Sure. I want something to eat today. Um, forgive my trespasses. Again, very specific. You, you got a loved one that's sick? Well, pray that, that God would heal them, make them better, give them health. Um, and yet at the same time, we always say, thy will be done, uh, which is to say, we're not going to ask for specific details on mm-hmm. how you're going to give us daily bread. We, we don't know how you're going to do that. We just want you to do it. And here's why we pray thy will be done. This is the other thing that came to me. I, I, I think this is a great example. All right, we're going to switch scenarios here. Okay. We're now Israelites. We've just been freed from Egypt. And we're heading out to go to the promised land. And what's the problem we run into right away, Matt? What's the promise we run into right away? Yeah, well, as we've left Egypt, we're trying to get to the promised land. But what stands in holy our way? Holy cow. No, the holy cow's a little later. <laughs> that's late. The golden cow. The golden cow, no, yeah. Is, no, no. This, that's... Is, this is the Red Sea, right? <laughs> You're back to Mount Sinai. We don't want to talk to him. So, it's okay. the Red Sea, yes, yeah. Yes. So we got the Red Sea in front of us. And what do we got coming from behind With us? Pharaoh and his army. All right. And this is where it occurred to me. This is why you pray thy will be done. Because if you are an Israelite, if you are Moses, and you're thinking logically and rationally, you're probably going to say, God, uh, um, give us, give us a, 
give us chariots. Give us swords and spears yeah. that we might fight yeah. we and defend our... them with. Exactly. And God, of course, would be saying, you are so stupid. You are slaves. You don't know how to handle a sword. You know, you're not trained military men. They're going to wipe you up. But would anybody at that point have said, God, I've got such a good idea. <laughs> Divide the Red, Red sea. sea so we can walk across on dry ground. And then when Pharaoh follows us, then let the water fall and drown them all. Yeah. Would anyone have prayed for that? Probably not. No. So this is why we pray thy will be done. Because prayer is so it's much more powerful than what our little minds are and what our reason is. And that's why we say, God, here's our issue. Here's what makes me sigh. Here's what makes me cry. But you know what? You really probably have a better idea how to handle that than I do. Yeah. In fact, you might do something that I couldn't even dream would be possible. Yeah. So anyway, I, exactly. I, I like that I, know, I too. love that illustration. And, the, and, and what God does there at the Red Sea is, is beyond imagination. No one would have thought yeah. of that. Not one life is lost among the Israelites. Pharaoh's army's wiped out. I mean, Just like that. Better than yeah. can be imagined. I love that. So when we come to prayer, he's going to answer it because according to his will. And, and God knows what's best. After all, well, he's God. So uh, this it's not always easy. To no, trust that. No, it we think we know it best. Isn't. Yeah. Um, but to pray thy will be done. And as Jesus promises, he will give it to you. Yeah, see, that's the thing. So it might not be exactly according to the details that you've prescribed. And you're probably getting yourself into dangerous business when you start giving details to God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he will. He will according to his will. And and whatever your hearts desire, you'll find that that actually has been answered exactly what you needed and what you wanted. So anyway, those were some of the thoughts that came from this text that I'd never, ever, uh, ever, ever preached on before, ever taught. So it was just kind of fun to bring these things yeah, to the good. people. Yeah, good. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, yeah very nice. Um, so let me see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I, I, I guess the one last thing I would say about this text is this is why we pray, because God promises if we pray, he's going to answer us. And, and I don't know if everyone realizes that's what makes Christian prayer different because everybody prays, but I think most people pray on the assumption God is not going to answer them, and therefore we've got to be really good in our prayers, and we have to be really sincere, and we have to have the right words. Maybe we better pray for months, and because, you know, that's what it's going to take. we got to impress God with our prayers, and then maybe finally he'll give us what we want. Whereas the whole Christian prayer is... No, no, God wants to give us what's good for us. We don't have to twist his arm. We're not trying to pray so he'll answer. We know he wants to answer. In fact, if we don't pray, he'll still give us what we need, but we want to be able to acknowledge that and have the faith, the faith that that's what he's doing. Because um, I don't know people, and, and see, we probably fall into that trap, don't you think, Matt, that we a lot of times think of prayer as something we got to do to manipulate God. But no, we, we go to God, whatever your will is, God, because we know it's good. But we are praying to you because we know you want to hear what's in our hearts and you want to do exactly what you said here, which is uh, bring joy to us. What was that passage about bring joy? Um, yeah, the joy may be full. Yeah, Ask you yeah that's, their that's joy what to do. What a beautiful thing that he invites us to pray to him, to pray continually, pray without ceasing, to pray directly to our Heavenly Father. We don't have to pray through anyone or anything except Christ in his name. Uh, but to go directly to him and our, his heavenly, our heavenly father knows what's best for us. That's beautiful. Yeah. Do you think we've helped ourselves and our listeners to understand that prayer is not a work. Mm -hmm. It's just the act of faith. 
when you finally understand Jesus, when you understand that God is your Father, when you understand that the Holy Spirit's actually praying for you too, we could have done that passage from oh, Romans yeah. 8. So so even if you're not praying, really the best prayer you should be praying, that's okay because the Holy Spirit's praying for you and the Holy Spirit will put it into words and, and with groans that, that will be heard. So even if you're maybe you have misprayed, if that's possible, um, the Holy Spirit's still going to get that all right for you too. So anyway, well, pray people. That's all we want you to do. Just pray. Whatever's on your heart, you bring it to your Father. Know that uh, Jesus Christ has died and he is your advocate and the Holy Spirit's praying along with you. And we're back to the whole doctrine of the Trinity again, aren't that's we, That's right. Back where we yeah. started. Yeah. Uh, so No, that's great. Just pray. Time spent in prayer is time well spent. Have spent listening to Wrestling with the Basics. As well well spent spent. as well. (laughs) (laughs) So we hope you listen in next week on Wrestling with the Basics. Well, this will be cool.